In our previous episode, we discussed the first four foundational principles of relating, leaving out the most important and fifth principle to be discussed in this episode, which is about forgiveness. Without forgiveness, or even the desire or ability to forgive, our level of relating will subsequently suffer and be limited. Therefore, as Alexander so eloquently puts in this episode, forgiveness is a necessity. Since this philosophy is about how to relate to persons, places, and things, this episode and the previous should become an instant classic for you, serving as a good piece of foundation to visit often, helping us to reflect as we go about our self-development. If you find yourself in appreciation and gratitude after listening to this or any of our other past episodes, then please consider taking part in our Value for Value Exchange. You can give back the value that you received by sharing the podcast, reviewing us on iTunes, subscribing and interacting on our social media and YouTube channel, offering any of your skills and services that could assist us in our expansion or support us through the good old-fashioned energetic exchange of modern-day currency through our Patreon account. And now if you do this, we do have some cool perks, including a shout-out on an individual episode. If that piques your interest, please go to our Patreon account at wise-wise.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Now, whichever way you feel called to share your appreciation, we will be in full gratitude in receiving it. Keep shining that light and working on you. And now, let's journey. Alexander, uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. Woo! Episode 83, here we come. I am Aaron Keith. I'm Alexander. And this is the Wise Wise Podcast. Episode 82, our last episode, we talked about the foundation principles of relating. And Alexander, do you want to bring them back in? Yes, love is developed, attraction happens, trust is earned, and respect is given. And we're going to bring in a fifth one today. Yeah, absolutely. We are going to cover the fifth one, which is forgiveness. And we purposely wanted to make this its own episode because it is so important. Yes, it's... uh, all of those topics are very important, but uh, forgiveness is one that we just wanted to expand, you know, the philosophy's view of it from a frequency standpoint and the true power of forgiveness from this perception. And I think that uh, it's going to be fun diving into it. We're not, of course, once again, saying that this is the only way or the best way. It's This is just a way. and uh, But it is congruent with uh, with the whole system and self-development and understanding um, pains and messages that our body's given us and, and our relationships and how to use everything around us 
to gain knowledge and wisdom and to continue to, you know, evolve to a higher and higher vibration. So the first four of the foundational principles of relating, I think people understand they're just building blocks. And if if these things aren't there, then the relationship is going to suffer in some way. But let's first get into like, what is the place of forgiveness? Why is it such uh, an important part of this? First of all, we will start with the phrase, like all of those first four have a phrase, um, such as, you know, love is developed. And with forgiveness, it has kind of one of the most abrasive. And I began wanting to maybe present it in another way, but at the end, I finally decided and feel that uh, it's kind of needed. It's not meant to be aggressive, but sometimes we do need abrasiveness in life to feel certain types of friction. And that's why forgiveness is a necessity. And not only forgiveness of others and transgressions that have been done to us, but potentially even more important, the forgiveness that most everyone needs to give themselves about shortcomings that they feel that they have experienced and maybe failed others around them, um, poor decisions, the would'ves, could'ves, should'ves, because all of that forgiveness is what weighs people down. And in the world of frequencies, we can attract people in to play certain roles, which we have, you know, podcasts from the past that, that talk about these roles. But, but in order to grow and heal many times, we need to go through an experience until we learn to not give it friction, to not give it something that's going to help it to grow. And everything that grows on this planet needs friction for it to grow. So that's why acceptance that you hear us talk about so much on this podcast is not a, a small thing. And forgiveness is a big part of acceptance. It's not like I work with clients many times from time to time in my private practice that will bring up an ex of the past and they will say, oh, but I forgave him. And then the more they talk, the madder and the more upset that they get. And then I say, do you really feel like you've forgiven him? Oh, yes, yes. You know, I don't wish him any ill will. And they say the so-called right things of what would be, you know, uh, publicly respected. But that's not their truth. They really haven't forgiven. If they had forgiven, their energy would be different. It would be softer. It wouldn't be so authoritative. That's the first thing that I want to bring to everyone's attention in this podcast is consider that you have fooled yourself, that you have forgiven certain people about things or even certain things about yourself and not in order to open back the gate to beat yourself down, but to realize that there's probably more forgiveness that's needed. And this can be directly connected to you know, when you start working with forgiveness, one of the best aids and tools is the the foundations of this whole philosophy of the five pillars. And that to find the divine in the chaos, to choose polarity over duality, to realize and accept that every person and every situation in your life has an opportunity for a lesson and growth. And to know that everything is vibration, 
and emotional accountability and responsibility. And so these all work together, and that's the beauty of this philosophy is the how it all intertangles and whether you're working on uh, self-development or you're working on pain management or you're working to deepen your relationships, all of this stuff works together, and uh, that's why we enjoy sharing it so much. So when you talked about how we can tend to fool ourselves, basically you're talking about the authenticity of the forgiveness, how much we believe it. And I've, I've had a kind of a recent occurrence where if people go back a couple years into the podcast episodes, I've talked about like Facebook groups that I've been in and I had kind of a falling out with, with a few people in the group. And uh, I feel like over the years I have forgiven. I've done things through my actions and through my energy and how I've conversed about it that seem to. But every now and then I think about it and I'm like, man, there's still something that I'm holding on to because I still can't stop thinking about it totally. So I still feel like there's like a little seed there. So what is the process of how we do end up forgiving authentically overall where we do go through this whole process and I feel like it comes to a point where you don't even think about it anymore, right? Yes, and this is the annihilation of victim mentality. These walk hand in hand. True forgiveness, there is no victims and there is no so-called attacker. Uh, It gets back to you know, where Jesus discusses in the Bible to judge not, you know, and in this work we talk about getting into living in non-preference and getting away from right and wrong and good and bad and, you know, all of this separation, and we go into great detail to discuss these subjects. So if you're new to the podcast, you know, don't react too much to the words that you hear. Understand that any words that we're hearing that may come across different to you, we have plenty of past podcasts that go into great depths of, of these, uh, just this different view. And again, this is a, a frequency-based view of how to approach life and seeing it on a subtle energy level, as well as the spiritual level, the mental level, the emotional, and the physical. So this forgiveness is one that we really can't afford to lie to ourselves because, you know, it's being proven more and more through Western science of how much the emotions are costing us in our health. And that's going to continue to grow the the wisdom in that. And of course, we're, we're very in tune in that here. And so we are emotional beings, but we were designed to process the emotions And that's a big part of this philosophy is the processing of the emotions. And forgiveness may be the the most important one because if you can't forgive yourself of things, you're going to uh, continuously attract people or situations into your life to give you opportunities to forgive. But it can just keep seeming like it's piling on more and more and more. And uh, this is what we help dissect for people that come, you know, in private sessions and and our group sessions that we do together collectively as well. We just want to help people get beyond this idea of judgment or thinking that they're the only ones that are struggling out here. Most everyone is struggling, just different people put on different shows. And 
that is all going away is is the the vulnerability is becoming more and more popular and to see that when we are talking about our shortcomings we're not talking about our failures we're not talking about being less of a person we're just sharing real life and that's another important part of of this podcast and and bringing more and more vulnerability to our community so you mentioned utilizing the five pillars as part of the process. But what would be kind of like a step-by-step if somebody is now at home listening to this, thinking, oh, you know, maybe I didn't didn't fully forgive my sister for something that happened 10 years ago. What would be maybe more of like a step-by-step process that somebody could start doing now? Okay. And the first step in that process is to take it out of the external. You want to take it to the internal. So, if you're focusing on somebody that, yes, wronged you in the past, then right away go find somewhere where you have wronged someone else in the past. And it's not important to compare them or anything like that, but have one on both sides that you've been wronged and that you have wronged. And then visit the pillars. And the very first one works 90% of the time for me because I live my life in a way of faith and my spiritual side is trusting life, trusting that divine energy and that my, you know, personal uh, so-called heaven and hell is resides very much in my perception of what's happening in my life, not what is actually happening in my life. And when we talk to different people experiencing the same experience, you can get very different tales of the experience and that is all perception and why we want to like strengthen that so you know anytime i have resistance or a negative emotion and judgment is part of that negativity i want to remind myself that i couldn't have done any better in the past to that person that i feel like i done wrong even though now i understand and i see you know time reveals so much so we need to be easy on our older selves that and trust and understand that we were doing the best that we knew how at that time, even if we can say, no, no, but I knew better. But many of us have to have that failure to get the responses of everyone around, to get the lesson of the magnitude of that gift of that moment. So, see, when you learn or choose to see every situation in your life as an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to expand your awareness, your knowledge, rather than not getting what you want and being upset about it and then carrying that frequency around people that you love, it changes your whole approach. And the fact from physics is everything is frequencies and everything is relating and responding to each other. And so we are affecting each other whether we realize it or not. And with that forgiveness, that's one of the first ones. So after after going to that pillar, and I remember that everything's in divine order here, whether I understand it or not, and given enough time, normally we can see more clearly that divine order after other things unfold. See, right away that helps me to soften on myself, judging myself, and then I want to go external and say, this person can't that I feel like did me wrong, I'm going to step back into my power and remember that no one can make me mad. No one can make me sad. No one can make me jealous. That these negative emotions are actually choices. 
when we learn to respond to life rather than react. So see, these are just reminders. That doesn't mean that the next time this happens that you're going to do it perfect. So the first step again is to turn it from external to internal, then visit the pillars, go through them all until you resonate with one. Sometimes it's that I remember that polarity has to exist. Duality doesn't have to exist, but duality, see, is when you resist things or you feel like your way is better and someone else's way is worse or not as good. And polarity view is that as soon as I have a view, I accept that there has to be an exact opposite view and that I don't have to be in battle with that exact opposite view. If I accept it, I don't have to condone it. But if I accept it, I don't give it any friction. Therefore, I don't create resistance to have to waste my energy to deal with. So once again, after I see myself and give myself that forgiveness and acceptance that I did do the best that I could with what I had to work with, now I see it different. I'm thankful for that lesson and that growth. And then Really love that little girl or that little boy that you were and say, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that, but this is what I learned. It was worth it. And then that helps you to reflect on the external to rather than being a victim and seeing them as doing something to you, you can see them as playing a role to teach you something. And what that teaching was, was to remind you that you have some forgiveness to do for yourself. So I've got to do something in this moment in a way that you're going to need to forgive me for, so that you may be able to see that within yourself. So as a, just a refresh in that three-step process, you know, you want to recognize that the external is bringing you a gift for something internal. And then you want to visit the five pillars and shift your actual perception and your energy of that. And then in that moment of shifting your perception and your energy of it, you go visit that little girl, little boy of yourself in that time, and you forgive them for judging them all this time that they did something wrong. They responded at the level they knew how to respond at that time. And that child, that younger self of yourself deserves that forgiveness. And now you do know more. So now you can look back and see not how it should have been done differently, but how you would do it differently moving forward. And At that stage, that helps in that third step for you to see the external person that's playing this role that disappointed you as a teacher. And the forgiveness gift comes in that you see them as that teacher and they brought you a gift to forgive something about yourself. This becomes a win-win. So I look forward to any questions that anybody may have um, with that uh, process. And it's important for people to know that this isn't going to happen. You're not going to get forgiveness or arrive at forgiveness on the first try. Yes. I mean, I'd tell people be willing to practice something a hundred times before you think that you're any better at it. Truly is to just understand we are repetitious beings. And it's pretty much a fact that if anyone with basic abilities repeats any repetitive action, they will get better at it. And so that's the way I want people to look at self-development work. It's not something you're trying to fix or heal, but something that you just do long enough until you don't even realize that you're doing it anymore. You're creating new patterns or repatterning the way that your whole processing is. 
And then that becomes your new so-called reality. Yeah, because what happens, at least inside of me, when I choose to go through this process and forgive somebody, just that, that initial perspective shift is like the first step. And it's a big jump. And then once you have that perspective shift, that same old subconscious whispering, uh, the thought pattern is still there. So you have to kind of retrain it, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, from time to time, that same way of thinking comes in and whispers the same thing. Oh, but that person mean to do it. You know, that whole victim, yes. victimhood. And then you have to kind of talk to that thought as like, nope. And then like be like, nope, we're forgiving this person. Bring it back over. Yeah, and maybe going through the same process again. And you have to go, oh, let me remind you that there is a divine order here. And anytime we're in resistance of anything, we're not trusting. We're not in faith. We think that something should be different than the way that it is. And for some situations such as death that I've experienced uh, a lot of, there is no debating with that. So when you go through enough of so-called real-life experiences, you realize that to be in the flow of life, to be in the now, and living in non-preference, all this blends together. And there is opportunity for contentment and even happiness that is able to be for extended periods of time because you're looking for to reach an authentic contentment. And that comes through breaking these old baggage or chains of our family lineage and emotional reactions and basically standing in our power and raising our emotions like we would raise children. They're very, very similar and they cross-reference. So that's why this forgiveness is so, so important because anything that you haven't forgiven yourself for someone is being affected by that close to you, either playing a role to bring it to your attention and you're too busy projecting it because you're using the victim mentality or that you're busy doing it to them and repeating the pattern. So this is why, you know, self-analysis is very useful, but not self-judgment. And this is bringing in the, the three R's of recognize, show respect, and then redirect that, you know, whether it's a person, place, or thing, we want to recognize it as what it is or who they are. Then we want to show them respect by not judging that in any way, shape, or form. And then we merely want to redirect that person, conversation, energy, or thought into a direction that's more useful. And that can all be done within just a matter of a few seconds once you practice it over a hundred times. So don't be scared to practice, people. Every day we have opportunities to just practice and not worry about fixing and changing, but just practicing. Gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. So how would somebody really truly know that they have forgiven somebody authentically? Well, one way to check in with that is anytime that person's name is brought up, uh, the self-check-in of if any anxiety comes or any uh, emotions of any type. And then the next step is, can you engage in the conversation about that person without feeling any emotions, so to say? 
uh, you know, and this is after allowing the hurt, allowing the judgment, allowing the the anger, the pain, the you know, accepting. Because once again, you've already been hit. Now this is how to get over that forgiveness and, and to truly allow that to happen. And so it, that can only happen through acceptance. That you accept that you did have these ugly feelings. But now you see you carry more wisdom, so you're choosing to see it in a different light. That doesn't mean you did anything wrong. That just means you've grown in your perception. And now you're revisiting that young person saying, hey, it's okay. This is what we learned out of this. So, for example, forgiveness is directly connected to a willingness to learn the lesson. When I learn the lesson of a so-called uncomfortable situation, It makes the acceptance of the situation and the forgiveness of all the ones that played roles in that situation because I got the gift from it. And the gift is always the wisdom, the knowledge, the ability to see an opportunity to not have to go through that experience or similar experience again because I saw where the so-called failure is. And again, the definition of failure here is merely an opportunity to grow. There's no negative connotation to it. So that connection of forgiveness and willingness to grow and learn lessons is very, very important. So I kind of have two experiences that have come to mind. One, in a conversation where there's currently friction with that person and we're having a conversation, I don't feel the need to bring up things in the past because I think that's, that's an easy shot especially people in a relationship, you bring up stuff in the past. To me, that means that you haven't forgiven them for it. It may be you you forgot about it, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. but it's something that's still there and ready to be fired back at them. And the second is, um, had happened in a conversation where I was talking about this other person that I had friction with and I had done work where I thought that I was getting to that point. But when I was weakened in one of the five levels, whether it was, you know, being tired or being agitated energetically, emotionally, it then creeped back up and I had that feeling and maybe even said something in a way that showed that I still, that's still bothering me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's the perfect example of out of sight, out of mind does not mean true forgiveness has happened or, you know, a uh, so-called healing has really happened. You know, we can't fool ourselves, but only to a certain level because life is going to present situations just like you experienced to where it's going to bring it up to where like, whoa, I am still like bothered, you know, by this person or this situation. That's why healing needs to to kind of be viewed as an onion in layers. And, you know, we've considered doing a podcast of is there really such thing as healing because if healing means that everything's back to the way that it was, I don't know that 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 really exists. You learn to adapt, and we may get into that at a further date. And going back to your two examples, I want to ask you a question. If you bring up something in a discussion, something is brought up from the past, is it able to be used as a reference point rather than still an emotional trigger? That's... I guess what I would, uh, since that was one of your things, like how would you say that you view that? 
Yeah, I think, are you referencing my first one where I felt like I had reached that level of forgiveness? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. It's something that can still be talked about with that person openly. And and for me, I just have a lots of acceptance that it was a, it was a learning moment. Um, and I don't hold that person to what happened because I realize my role in it. And it's mm-hmm. something that had to happen to get to the level that I'm at now. Right. And that's, you know, that's another good example of like when we see people as teachers, no matter what their relation to us are, and learn to live more and more in that state of learning, then it keeps the ego at bay, and your perception is completely different than when you're defending something about your ego. And again, this isn't just a passive approach because it's very active. It's just internally active rather than externally active. Yeah, and I I think what helps me is when I can forgive myself, and I think you mentioned this at the beginning, but I'm just going to say it in a different way. When you can forgive yourself for the things that you've done to other people, and maybe you're, maybe they have forgiven you, maybe not. But if you've forgiven yourself, then it's it's easier on those things to forgive other people when they do them to you. Yes, yes. And that's why most people spend the majority of their time with external issues. And whatever your external issue is, if you can find an internal issue similar, resolve that internal friction, resistance. Utilize the five pillars and see if it doesn't change and affect the external situations. Uh, This is why I've suggested many times that conflict resolution very rarely happens in person. It's what the two peoples in the conflict does when they're separate and they're reviewing maybe the conversation or that kind of thing and to what level of forgiveness enters and true compassion and a conflict can be resolved energetically and the next time those two people meet, they don't even need to bring it up. It's it's just a feeling that both carry that, well, I don't even need to bring that up. This They're a different person now. And so, you know, resolving conflict on the energetic, emotional, and mental fields rather than the physical and the spiritual as well, rather than the physical, uh, is a very, very useful tool. So... In the the foundational principles of forgiveness, with this being the fifth, what does this give us in the realm of, of relating in, in our relationships? What does forgiveness give us? Well, I think that, uh, you know, all four of these connected gives us a good idea of where we're at in our relating. And, you know, we have three main questions that are who are you, what are you about, and what do you exemplify, or how do you exemplify? And the next two questions is, to complete the five questions, is what are you looking to bring to a relationship, and what are you looking to get out of the relationship? So this begins to kind of allude toward those next two questions, because it's about relating. And using these foundational tools, it helps you to understand yourself better and the roles that you're really expecting other people to play to fulfill you in certain ways, um, so to say. So to bring that back around to ask, since you asked specifically about forgiveness and what that brings to relating, is really we may only be able to love as deeply as we're willing to suffer. 
and part of the meaning of that that phrase is that to whatever level we judge ourselves we're more than likely going to judge externally and if we want to be better people and not judge externally as much then that's a direct reflection that there is forgiveness that needs to happen and many times that forgiveness needs to be focused on us but the beginning of that may be with the parents or the environment of childhood for some people it can work quicker working on forgiving themselves and some people it may work quicker working to forgive others but the main thing is that you see that those two are connected and that anytime you do one whether it's internal or external you're helping the other and you're also helping you know your whole family lineage and the the future of your family and uh, every relationship moving forward so to pose that question in the opposite uh, if we don't totally forgive how does this affect our relating or relationships once again i think uh, forgiveness and vulnerability are are you know very connected and to the extent that you haven't uh, forgiven yourself or forgiven somebody else that is the gap that you're leaving the inability to be vulnerable in that area. And, um, you know, I just worked with someone that had gone through a relationship where they got cheated on and about a year has passed since that had happened and they were supposedly happily married, you know, and, uh, it's almost been a year's time and she has dated, you know, a few people here and there, just nothing too serious. But she told me today that she just realized that, you know, she is still pretty broken from from that relationship. And nothing of any magnitude uh, often heals in just a year. And we need to keep that seven-year healing process in mind. So I was just telling her that, you know, that's why entering into any kind of relationship wasn't necessarily suggested. Because after we go through a major trauma, especially in an intimate way, we need time for healing in any relationship you get in quickly after that. They're going to play the role to bring up these traumas uh, for you to work through. And time is just such an ally where healing is concerned. So, so you know, that, that trauma is going to affect the present situation she has an opportunity to be in. And it seems ecstatically good but fear is there because what if this person does the same thing? And see, that is a victim mentality. And we're giving compassion for that victim mentality because it is very challenging to truly 100% step out of. But it is a big part of the process of this philosophy and this self-development work. But it's not judgmental. You know, whenever you see that you are doing it, don't judge yourself. Just like don't judge other people when you see them doing it. Just realize that it's a reflection for you to buckle down a little bit more, to pay a little bit more attention, to continue to break those patterns and habits that's been uh, with you for a majority of your life. So if you don't mind, let's use that hypothetical situation of somebody being cheated on and then going forward, having sort of some trust issues with future relating, how would somebody like that, like what would be the process of them practicing forgiveness in that situation? Okay, well, 
you know, many times if someone jumps in a relationship shortly after, they will wind up playing both sides of the role. They will be the one that more than likely gets cheated on again or attracts a partner that has commitment issues, or they will find themselves that they got in a relationship that really wasn't based around love, and now they've met somebody, and they can wind up being the cheater. So in order to not play those roles and get caught in all those dramas, time is really all that's needed. And to not enter into an intimate interaction because your family, your friends, your work associates, there's going to be plenty of people available to play this role of the so-called cheater or the the so-called liar or whatever that is. And the lesson is to get back to forgiveness. That is the lesson. All the great sages and teachers, especially Jesus, stood behind that so much. You know, judge not and forgive. And these are, you know, values that are needed, but they just need to be viewed as they need to be practiced. So if a person has been cheated on, many times they can go through abandonment issues. Many times they can go through fear of being lied to. So, like I said, there will be plenty of people to play those roles, but the beauty is, is you don't have to use your intimate relationship to play out this healing or this wellness process. And that's why giving time in between intimate interactions are extremely important. Otherwise, it takes a very perceptive and very diligent and dedicated student to not allow that next relationship to be destructive. Because you're aware and you see that, no, I'm pulling this person in early. I haven't completely healed yet. And this person is going to play roles to bring up this trauma. And so so I think that's just a good example of like what time can give you naturally uh, smaller opportunities to practice that to where the more intimate is, the more the cost. So the more traumatic, but also the more the leap in knowledge that you learn. So it brings back in that what is the cost of the lesson? And when we're in learning these lessons in intimate relationships, the cost is normally much higher. And that's why I like to suggest, you know, time in between intimate interactions. So I assume in that process for that person, they would have to go through going through the pillars and seeing that as a learning moment and not hold that person as they did this to me. There was something else, even, even in their life going on that maybe they had a lesson and you were just playing a role for them. But Mm -hmm. what would happen in this situation if they did get, uh, an apology from that person? How does that change the, uh, the energy there? Well, I haven't seen apologies be very successful throughout my whole life. But what I do notice that is effective is when a person comes to me and they admit what they did, they see the cost of what they did, and they share with me what they're going to do in the future to make sure that doesn't happen again. Those three steps are much more important than the words, I'm sorry, or I apologize. That next level of seeing that an action has changed is what I'm more willing to invest in. And so any of you out there that want to apologize, many times the apology is really to get something off your chest, but it really doesn't help the other person. But if you can show them how 
this situation to where you felt like you did something wrong, you have learned and you are a better person. And you want them to know that, that I will never do this to anyone else again. That to me is going to assist the forgiving process. And that comes back to the pillar of emotional responsibility and accountability. And if that's not the case, then deception is going to be there. And when somebody's sensitive to that or has that to learn to heal through, that's going to be a big red flag right away. So, so just remember that our traumas make us extra sensitive to situations, and we can make a big deal out of something that's not really a big deal at all to where if you wait till that healing happens, you won't be as emotionally reactive to the same uh, or similar situation. In the last episode, we we did talk about the the first four foundational principles uh, of relating, and we did spend a good time on trust. But I'm I'm seeing how trust and forgiveness kind of have like their own intimate relationship, where if you can't forgive or if somebody um, isn't uh, willing to forgive, then they're probably going to have trust issues, right? Yes, yes, you're right on point, and these these are all interconnected, but. They're, they're ones that hook up even more intimately, and, and I agree that this one is certainly one that if you still you know, hold judgment um, of yourself or others, then that is going to be a, a blockage toward um, trust. And so the forgiving of the self or others is leaning more into that, that first pillar of find the divine order in the chaos or everything's in divine order, whether I understand it or not, because that is tr- that is practicing the spiritual pillar, we will call it, your faith and your trust in life in the divine. And, you know, I think we've done an episode on trust where I've separated trusting people or trusting life in the divine, and that's two separate things, and we can continuously get fooled by putting our trust in people. But if we see the trust in the divine, that if this person didn't follow through with what they said, I trust that that's in divine order. So see, I don't have to hold them negatively accountable, especially if they go, I really tried, I really, really tried, and I feel that to be authentic. Let me please take that off your plate, because if you were supposed to have come through for me, you would have. This is just a once again, a different mindset, wanting to pay attention to where you're at energetically and to realize that when you dip into blame and projection and victim mentality, it lowers your vibration and drains your energy field very, very quickly. So this is why, see, the adjustment's important, that not just that you accept that somebody did you so-called wrong in your forgiveness. See, true forgiveness, they're not apt to do that to you again. But if you don't give true forgiveness, then once again, you can attract them back in to play this pattern over and over and over. So if somebody is doing you wrong over and over and over, it's not their fault. Just consider you are refusing to make an adjustment and not to expect this out of them, even if they say that they can. Make the adjustment and see if the role players doesn't change. We did an episode where we looked at the different perspectives of conflict a while back. And in that, I believe you said 
that forgiveness is a gift that you can give somebody. And then I think recently in a conversation, you were talking about the power of forgiveness. And I wanted you to go into that because I really feel like there's a lot of uh, meat there that we want to bring to the people. Yeah. And, you know, that as far as forgiveness being a gift for someone, that is both to give and to receive. Because in the act of forgiveness, you are strengthening your trust, as we just brought up. And when you strengthen your trust in that divine energy or in life, it helps you to relax on all levels. And when we relax and we're not in defense, it helps us to perceive life in a much more abundant way. You're not brainwashing yourself to just view life a certain way. This is a practice that you practice choosing to relate life to physics and vibration and how energy just works on all levels. And this begins to change the way you approach your relating with people, not just your relationships, but your relating. And when you realize that your energetic field or how you actually feel, and I'm talking about feeling, not emotions, when you are actually in that feeling of love, because once again, love may be the only feeling and every other experience is just consider an, an, an emotion that when you're in that level of vibration of feeling and love, there's nothing that you should potentially allow take that away. So that means that if somebody does you so-called wrong, you're the judge of that. And in any moment, you can simply choose to not see it wrong and choose to see as, well, maybe I needed that adjustment and now I am going to make this actual adjustment and this is going to change the trajectory of my day. So see, that was a gift. So this forgiveness is a, is a big, big deal. And I think and wish that people can, can experience this, <clears throat> excuse me, this deeper and deeper of the gift of forgiveness. And that it's like literally taking weight off of your shoulders. And it, takes a practice in letting judgment go, which means releasing vic victim mentality. And all of you out there that think you're doing really good, continue to feel that, but always just be that student. And, and by being that student, that just means that you're always looking for that next level because there's always a next level to work on. So give yourself a pat on the back every time that you reach another level but then stay humble to realize you've just entered into another level of so-called sensitivity and another level of growth. So in a situation where uh, maybe somebody has done something wrong to someone else and like, let's say I did and I really would like forgiveness, but I, I've, I've, you know, practiced um, not just saying I'm sorry, but going through uh, what I learned and, and what happened and then what I'm doing going forward and that person still wants to hold on to it and not budge. Is there a way that like, am I okay to just move on? Is, is there a way that I can move on past that even though that person's sitting in it and won't release me? Yes. So, so realizing that the, a very important part of this is that if you're truly, if you truly made that change, in that moment, and some people say that you're truly sorry and you have changed your actions, 
then all you can do is just do what you are going to do. So you're not doing it for that person. So, and you're not doing it for forgiveness. You're doing it because you have activated a change and you've seen, you have seen and accepted that past actions is no longer acceptable. So this change is what I'm going to do. And then you just be you, the new you, and then time is the next gift. Given enough time, when that person sees you maybe six months down the road or a year or hears about you two years from now, if they see you exemplifying that change, then that's likely to change their perception. But time is what's needed. And when we're not doing something for somebody else, we don't need their forgiveness. We've got the appreciation of the role that they played so that we could get this lesson so that now I am a different person moving forward and now I'm going to pay you back by recognizing it, showing you respect, and then sharing my redirection. And then it's completely up to that person to whether they want to come into that vibration or they still want to hold on to some negativity. And you can't force someone to change their perception. That's going to be their own healing path. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you are restricted in your forward growth because they are holding on to something from the past. But it does take a great intention of yourself to communicate all these steps and I think that, uh, you know, the grandest attempt to communicate is about the best thing that we can do and then exemplify what the change was that we worked so hard to communicate. Now, on, I, I could see a perspective, and that's what I like to try to bring to these conversations, different perspectives, uh, a perspective of a, of a person who may think that the idea of forgiveness is very passive and you're kind of like giving, allowing somebody to get off, uh, of, you know, maybe, uh, something that they did could get, get off too easily without hurting or something like that, you know, cause, cause we like to, we like justice served as, as immediately as possible. And I know I've been guilty of that in the past. I'm very big on justice, mm-hmm. but, and I guess we could also call call it karma in, a, in, in another way. But what would you say to that perspective? Well, um, I would say they're not possibly ready to change their perspective. You know, and many times life experiences is what brings a perception shift. And so this is why I'm not interested in changing someone's perception. I'm interested in providing vibrations that they change their own perception because they connect with it and they feel it as their truth. Not my truth, but their truth as the receptor, the receiver And so, see, it's really about us activating each other, not all this teaching each other and learning from each other as as we use that language quite often in both this philosophy and our general culture. But it's really like we're activating each other. And this is shown through the human design system. We can give you a visual of it. So the thought of forgiveness being passive, again, to properly do it, there's a lot of work at stake here. You have to be able to take the external person and then turn it internal. See, that's not passive. That takes a lot of effort. And then once you get internal and you connect with a place that you're judging yourself, you have to know what to do with that. And then that's the tool of the pillar. So you go to a pillar, and while you're connected to that younger self, you change your perception through something you know to be truth in every cell of your being. And then 
that gives you the opportunity to change your view of how you see that person external that played that role. So this is is very opposite of passive. It's actually very active, but it's internally active rather than externally active. So to those people that judge it as too passive for them, then, you know, once again, I just accept that. And I say, yeah, maybe this isn't for you because I accept that this philosophy or any philosophy isn't for everybody. We're here to have different experiences and activate each other. And so I'm interested in sharing and activating rather than drawing lines and challenging and competing. So if this verbiage is resonating with you, then welcome. If it's not, there's no hard feelings because we are looking to just develop a language here and a communication style that is consistent with healing on all five of the levels, the physical, mental, emotional, energetic, and spiritual, all simultaneously. Yeah, and I would also add that that if somebody does think that forgiveness is passive, they probably have a hard time or would have a hard time with pillar one, everything is in divine order, everything can be in divine order, uh, because they they are wanting to play judge, jury, and executioner, and, yes. it's, and it's not, you know, that's not always So see, those, that can show a lack of faith, a lack of trust right away, but many times these people will be very defensive of their religion, but they're not really practicing what they're going and hearing in the sermon. So this is why I like the saying of just view people through eight-year-old goggles. And that's not to judge them or belittle them. It's just to be compassionate that those people are where they are, and we need to accept them for where they are and not judge them and not ridicule them, but communicate with them slowly and clearly and with pure intent. That's the eight-year-old goggles how you would optimally treat an eight-year-old, treat people in that way, not uh, demeaning them or talking down to them. I'm not suggesting that at all. So to wrap up this conversation and wrap up the, the five foundational principles of relating, we talked about in this episode how we can invert the external and go internal and kind of uh, do most of the work internally to then allow the external to follow suit. Can we go back to the first four and also maybe mention how we can do each one of those? Okay, we'll we'll just choose one. Love is developed. You know, some people feel that they've experienced love at first sight, and I'm not going to say that they haven't, but I would suggest that that may be attraction. That even if you talk to a mother and they say, you know, I've always loved my child, the nine-month period of gestation is a big part of that, that development of that love. So being able to see that external that when we, like, try to control people or possess them, that that's not love. That's not allowing something to develop. That's holding something back. So when we recognize that, we can look internal right away and we can go, where am I not loving myself in a way to give myself complete freedom? Where am I holding myself back? So that's an example of, you know, of the love, of the attraction happens. We can realize that through discipline, we can appreciate attraction when we don't act beyond a, a line that questions our values. So there's nothing wrong with appreciation and 
experiencing and enjoying attraction. It's that level of responsibility that you can carry. So when you have that external challenge of, say, maybe someone that catches your eye or will use it on a material subject such as a car, and you can start, like, fantasizing about that car, and then you come to the reality that you can't buy the car, and then you go into negative emotions, well, once again, you can turn that inside and you can say, where did I recently feel good about myself and then right away started tearing myself down of why I couldn't complete something, blah, 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 blah. So anytime it is external, there is always an internal reflection. And um, I think that that's a, a good example. Yeah, that's an excellent example. And I do like the idea that you referenced an object and not a person. So when we do talk about these foundational principles of relating, we're not just talking about relationships. We're not right. just talking about people. We are talking about how we relate to really anything outside. Yes, any any external experience through our senses. Um, that is what we're talking about with relating. And just relationships is just the where most people connect most with it because it's the most drama created in that. But you can have, just like you can have attachment to people, you can have attachment to cars or ideas or principles. Um, so anyway, the important part is to release the attachment, uh, not specifically only in one area of your life, but attachment in general. Awesome. I've enjoyed this conversation on forgiveness, and I hope everybody out there has as well. And now stay tuned for our three minutes of stillness. Much love and respect.
we appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verities Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment it's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.